Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Wisdom Tips with Dr. Connie Green. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Green, and I am so excited to have you join me today for my very first episode of Wisdom Tips with Dr. Green. I will be dropping pearls of wisdom, equipping you with the tools that you would need to live a victorious life. Are you ready to go? I am. I am so excited. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about trauma. When the unimaginable happens. Have you ever been there? I have. But before we get started, can you share this episode with me? I created this episode with you in mind. As a matter of fact, I created this whole broadcast with you in mind. I love you and I want to see you blessed. I want to see you healed and whole. So I am so excited again to be here. Hey, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever experienced trauma, depression, anxiety, stress, and worry? Are you looking for something natural and healthy that will help you on your journey to healing so you can live your victorious life, then join me every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. here on the Wisdom Tips show. Me and my special guests will be discussing various topics that will help you live a victorious life and to help you with natural things that can help you get healed and give you the tools that you would need to back to, to bounce back from a setback. You know, I had depression years ago, almost 25 years ago, and I wasn't able to take the medication because I had so many side effects. At that time, I was, you know, saved. I love the Lord and I believe in divine healing, but I had a situation, as they call it. I needed some help. So I remember going to the Lord in prayer and asking him, Lord, please take me off of this medication because it had so many side effects to, to the point that I even had the idea in my head sometime to even hurt myself and others. So I knew that that was not God. So if when I began to pray and fast and give it over to the Lord, God gave me a formula to use. And I used that formula and I was able to get off that medication and I got totally delivered from depression without medication. So let's go ahead and get started. Today, I want to say this show, I am honoring my mother, Doris Coins. And I am so excited for that because she was a, a fighter. She was a survivor, a victim of domestic violence, but she always bounced back no matter what she went through. So, you know, after enduring childhood trauma for years, I can understand what you're going through. I've been there, got there and got the T-shirt. And I was able, as I said to you just recently, uh, that I was able to, to heal myself naturally and spiritually through the word of God and through eating properly and other things that I will share to you later. And you know what? 
I have developed proven systems. I know people love to tell you what they can do and what they cannot do, but I have proven systems on how to get you whole and well. If you will follow these steps, I can help you. And if you're interested in anything that I'm doing at the end of the broadcast, you will see my website information and other platforms that I'm that I'm a part of. And you can message me and we'll get right back with you. So I'm the type of person they call me. They call me the, the trauma specialist because I love to pour into people and show them how to live healthy. I have so many people that have sent me letters and telling me they appreciate what I've done for them and how they totally got delivered. So if you have ever been disappointed, if you've ever had betrayal, if you've ever suffered from domestic violence or, or anything like that, you know, I'm here for you because I care about you. So let me talk to you a little bit about my backstory. At a very early age, I experienced childhood trauma. I came from welfare in a violent, abusive home where my father beat my mother on a regular basis. And so I was there and I seen it with my own eyes. How my daddy would punch my mother and she would have black eyes and all kinds of other things that would go, in, go on in our life. So I had to endure those type of things. And after, but after many years in my search for sources on how to be happy and how to have joy and how to be co content with it, such things as I do have, you know, I did a lot of research over the years because I was had such a desire to want to help others get delivered like I did. I was so excited with so many people that I know that had been on medication, they were still on medication and they wasn't getting well and they were getting worse, they were gaining weight, they was feeling horrible. And here I was running around happy, excited about what God has showed me. So for years, I kind of kept it a secret. I didn't think it was no big deal to one time I went to an event and the lady asked me, do you have a story that you would like to share something that you had and you couldn't get rid of and all of a sudden you get got the techniques and and the uh and and the techniques and things that you had to do in order to bounce you back from a sitback i raised my hand and i told the lady what i had experienced about uh being delivered from depression without medication and she said that's it that's it that's your story you need to tell it to the mountains well i sit on it for two years and then I started getting serious about it. I started doing this research and I found a lot of things. And it was stunning because out of all the research that I went through, all the books, going to the library, the classes I took and all of those type of things, I found something that was stunning. And it was so simple, you would probably look right over it. It was in the pages of an old book that was sitting on my coffee table for years. Yeah, I bet you know what it is, don't you? Uh-huh. It was the Bible. And because of that Bible and the precepts and examples that I seen in that Bible helped me to add on to what God had already given me so I can continue to live a victorious life. So, Because, you know, let's just be truthful. I'm going to be truthful tonight. Although I got delivered from depression, it was times that I was depressed. It was times that I got discouraged because what? Life happens. And I would feel that 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 spirit come back on me where I would stay in the bed for a couple of days and I didn't want to get out. And I stopped praying. And I remember telling the Lord after he had delivered me that I never wanted to be in that place again. 
So when I would feel that 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 uh that demonic spirit that came upon me, I would pray and say, Lord, help me, deliver me. Don't let me go back there. So he always would tell me, what did I show you? What did I tell you? Go back to the book and do what, exactly what I told you to do. So that good book he was talking about was the word of God. It was scriptures. It, it, it was precepts and examples that I need that I had forgotten about that I got back on board. And, and, and of course, other things that I also had, you know, in the system that God had given me. I started doing those things and it would be sometime a matter of days, sometime a, a matter of weeks. But I would bounce right back to that happy place that God had always showed me. So I was so excited to share with you today how that little book that was on the coffee table, maybe some of us got some books on the coffee table right now. You need to pick up that book and you need to read that book. God's got something in there for you. Did you not know it's the number one best-selling book in the world? And in my opinion, if you want to know anything about wisdom, you need to go to that book. That's the first place you need to go. And of course, the second place you need to go is to tune in to Wisdom Tips with Dr. Green because I'm going to be dropping some pearls now and you don't want to miss that. Amen. So let's get started. Let's talk about trauma. Trauma, when the imaginable happens, it's just devastating. Have you ever been there where something happened in your life suddenly out of nowhere? And it just shook you to your bones. Have you ever been through tragedy before where somebody got killed or somebody died in your family? Have you ever been there? I have. Have you ever had anything that happened to you? Maybe like a betrayal or someone walked out on you and left you with your kids or, or your best friend betrayed you and, and you found out she was having an affair with your loved one. You know, you know, it just hits you out. Do anybody know what I'm talking about? Put it in the comment. Put it in the comments. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know you know what it's talking about because it's life. Life happens. People will hurt you. They will betray you. But, you know, sometimes that unimaginable stuff that happened, bam, all of a sudden it happens. It will rock your world. It will take your breath. And sometimes it will hit you so hard you don't want to see the light of day. I've been there. But dear hearts, I'm here to let you know right now that you can bounce back from a sit-back. Let me tell you a story. As a matter of fact, I got a couple of them. When I was a child experiencing childhood trauma, I was living in a toxic environment because my daddy, believe it or not, he was an, a, a complex person. He was so sweet during the week. Everybody loved him. He was the life of the party. He was handsome. He was good looking at gray eyes, light skin, curly hair. We loved him. I was a daddy girl. During the week, we had peace. Daddy was himself. I hated when the weekend came because when the weekend came, daddy would start drinking alcohol. And when he would start drinking that alcohol, it was like a demonic attack would come upon him and his whole personality changed. His hope and our household was different. It, you could tell, you know, he would be in a rage. He would, if you look at him funny, he would slap you in the face. Me, my brothers, kids, it just didn't matter. Whoever was just standing next to him. And so I can understand how you're feeling, even if you're in that situation now. I would suggest to you that you, if you can get out of that situation, try. But if you can't, be safe. 
and find ways that you can slowly get out of that type of environment. But never tell the person that uh, 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 are responsible for the abuse and, and, the, and the stuff in your life. Never tell them when you're leaving because sometimes people don't make it out alive. And now that's for another story. But let me go ahead and tell you about my story. I was in an environment, like I said, in the very beginning of the broadcast. We were poor. We were on welfare. We lived in a little bungalow house. We had my, my mom and dad had five kids. And so we were all there. My mother was a domestic worker. My daddy, when he was young, was a was a sharecropper. And now he was working uh, with recap tires. He, he didn't have the education. He didn't finish school. He couldn't even write his name. As a matter of fact, he had to use an X to sign his name. So I can imagine him with the systemic racism, the prejudice and the low pay from a black man. I just can imagine him, the pent up anger that he had coming up, raising us as little kids. But I didn't understand that. But as I get older now, I understand how he may have felt in those times where he couldn't get the money that he wanted. He couldn't read. I'm sure he was frustrated. He couldn't take care of the family like he wanted. So we lived in that environment for years. It was a very toxic environment. So much so I became a drama queen because when you live in that kind of environment, you've got to be strong. You've got to let people know that they're not going to mess with you. So when I went to school, I didn't play no games. I was I was small, five feet two, less than 100 pounds. And the, and, the, and the children in school, they picked at me. They didn't like me and they talked about me. I missed a lot of school. So sometimes I had to go in those special ed classes to, to catch up on my reading and they would point fingers at me and laugh at me. And I remember one day, in school, uh, a gang of girls jumped on me. I think it was about three of them. And I had that pin up aggression, you know, uh-huh. When you live in that environment, you're not scared of anybody. And as small as I was, I beat them to a pup. Needless to say, they left me alone. But when you go through childhood trauma, you have to use survivor skills. My survivor skills was to build up my strength not to be mad at anybody not to let anybody walk over me. You know, I began to lose hair. I, you know, I began to lose weight. My hair started thinning. I was scared all the time. I didn't want to be around a lot of people. So I always would take books and I would read them. I always was alone. I stayed with myself because at any moment, daddy would come and he might just crack and the whole house would be in a disarray. But my mama always taught me, only the scrone survive. Only the scrone survive. And I take it, I take that with me today because weekends was crazy. And guess what? Weekends, our house was the place to come and party and to come and, and lick, drink liquor and, and to come and gamble and play cards. And it was crazy when, as a matter of fact, my sister's brother said, when it was all over and everybody would leave, they would sneak around and they would drink out of some of the beer cans. And when I seen them, I would tell mama and mama would be angry with them. But what, you know, what do you do when you got about maybe 20 people in your household and they leave, leave, leave and all of them drunk and they leave, leave half empty containers and, the, and, the, and my sisters and brothers would sneak in and drink. You know, sometimes I wanted to drink them as frustrated as, as I was, but I was the oldest at the time in the household. So I was the one responsible for taking care of my brothers and sisters. So, you know, I didn't want to partake in any of that. It was just always something about me. I think I was wired different. When I seen all the craziness going on, I used to pray and ask God, Lord, please don't let me be in this situation. 
And so I was there most of the time as a loner. So the backstory I want to tell you about something that happened to me at a very young age. I was in school and I loved to dance. And I just loved it because, you know, that's that, that's, that was one thing that just made me happy. You know, I would go to school. I could eat a decent meal because sometimes food was short at home. And then I had excellent teachers that would teach me and train me. And I loved dancing because I just loved the rhythm. I, I loved the, the, the sound of music. It just made me, gave me energy that made me happy. So when my daddy found out that I uh, loved to dance, uh, he used to go to this club down the street called White's Rendezvous. And especially when the party wasn't at our house, you know, the crowd would go to White's Rendezvous. And so when he found out that I loved to dance, my daddy started taking me to the club with him. I was 11 years old. Can you believe that? And guess why he took me to the club with him? He took me to the club with him so I can dance in front of all those drunk men and they would throw money on the floor as I dance. And it depends on how well I dance, I would get more money. But it wasn't my money, it was my daddy's money. So the first thing we would do when we would walk into the club, my daddy would go to the old jukebox. I don't know if y'all know about that old jukebox. And he would put his little coins in there. And the first uh, um, a song that he would put on, that was his favorite song, it was called uh, Sweet Soul Music. And that was the name of it. Sweet soul music, and it was an upbeat song, and, and it made you want to dance. And he used to get on the floor and he danced with me first, and then he would tell me, Go ahead, get him, kind of show him how you can dance. And then he would stand in the corner, That's my girl, that's my girl, can't she dance? I bet y'all can't dance like that. And so I would dance and dance, then dance sometimes for hours as they threw money in the floor at me. And you know what? Because at that time, as he, as he got in and he started drinking more. He didn't even have a conscious of what he was doing. You know, he was in his alcohol-induced stage, and, and he knew he had the opportunity to get the money that I was making for him so he could gamble and so he can run his women and whatever was left over, feed his kids. Yeah, uh -huh. his five kids. We got the leftovers. You know, so daddy did this for a while. Mama didn't know. He would just tell mama, I'm going to take Connie with me. We'll be back home soon. But she didn't know. Somebody told mom. She was unaware that he was taking me to the club. So one day she came up to the club. She was furious. And she grabbed me and she took me home. And this is what happened next. My father got back home. He was angry. He told my mom, he said, you embarrassed me. And he beat her unconscious. My sibling and I stood there crying, thinking my mama was dead. Her face was bleeding. Her nose was bleeding. Her mouth was, 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 was scarred. And finally, she woke up. Thank God she wasn't dead. And you know what? The violence never stopped. We had to always walk on, on shells like eggshells. Because we never know what moment, whether he would come in happy or sad. Sometimes he would come in from the club, he might be happy. If he wanted the money, he was happy. But when he came in, he lost all his money. He would be mad. He would beat us, you know, throw us around and, and hit my mom and cuss her out and do this and do that. So I was used to that. I was living in an environment that I had got comfortable with. Sometimes I would tune it out and I would go somewhere else in my head. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? Put it in the comments. So can you imagine 
at 11 years old in a club dancing before drunk men while your daddy made some money. Now, don't stop there. Don't stop there. During this time in my, at the age of 12, let, let me tell you what happened to me then. Now, you're not going to believe me. And I think it has a correlation to why what happened to me during that time because of the club situation that I was going on with. I was 12 years old and I was in my bed. I had went to sleep. It was a dark, a dark cold winter month. And I was sleeping with my other two sisters. We had two beds in that in that room at that time. We only had two bedrooms. Mom and dad slept in one room and we had two big beds in the other room. I had an older sister that slept in the other bed. It was a it was it was a cold, cold. I remember that because we was wrapped up in blankets and mom would put jars that she had boiled and she would put the jars at the foot of the bed so our, so our feet could get warm. Then all of a sudden, I woke up and I thought I was dreaming and something was hitting me in my face. And I kept tossing and turning and I finally turned over and I stopped fighting, fighting. And I thought I was asleep and it was not but the grace of God that I, I thought I was asleep. But I remember my sister that was laying next to me. She said she seen the man. He had big boots. She said, I remember the big boots. And, you know, and he kept beating you. And he, she said, your nose were bleeding. And you was trying to fight him and he was trying to pull you out the bed. And then my older sister, thank God, which was in the room with us, heard the noise and the commotion. She jumped up out of her bed and she said, who is in here? She turned on the light. He started running. And all I could hear was bam, 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 running out of the house. My daddy started running after him with his shotgun and he couldn't find him. He came back in the room. He grabbed me up out the bed. He said, who, who was it, Connie? Who tried to kidnap you? And I said, Dad, I don't know. He said, you better tell me, girl. You better tell me. And I, I said, Dad, I don't know. Now, this is what's going to get you next. When I think about it, I almost cry. But I ain't going to cry tonight. My daddy took his bed off and beat me so severely that when I woke up the next morning, I had whips all over me. He beat me with the blood running down my face. He beat me with my nose bleeding. He beat me because I didn't tell him who tried to kidnap me. My heart broke that day. I was a daughter's girl. But this right here, it got me. I understood how mama felt when she got punched in the face. I understood. And I wanted to die. I'll be right back after this break and we will share with you more. Well, I'm back. 
I was telling the story how I got beat by, when somebody tried to kidnap me. My daddy punished me and beat me because I didn't know who it was. And I died that day. My heart was broken. Tears rolled down my face. I couldn't believe what my father did to me. I lost everything I had for him. I didn't even want to be around him. But life goes on. And I became a survivor. And I refused to let anybody else beat me again. That's why I became a fighter. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. I was broken. I was hurt. Have you ever been there? Put it in the comments if you know what I'm talking about. So let's continue. When the unimaginable happens, put it in the comment of one if that the unimaginable has ever happened to you. Just, just type one in the comment. Type two if you're a survivor. Type two if you're a survivor. Thank you. You know, Sharon is caring. Please, if you will, subscribe to my YouTube channel and share this broadcast with someone. Share this broadcast with a friend, a family member, even an enemy, somebody that needs to be delivered. You don't know why you have enemies. Sometimes your enemies are just mad and jealous of you and they just need help. Be sure to share this with somebody. And I would certainly appreciate it. I was sharing, those of you that just coming in, a traumatic story from my childhood of how I was a victim of abuse at the hands of my father and in the hands of a man that tried to kidnap me. But by the grace of God, I survived. And I would like to tell you how to survive and how to overcome. That's why we have the wisdom tips that I want to share with you today. Number one, make yourself a priority. Let me say that again. Make yourself a priority. Taking time for yourself, loving yourself, forgiving yourself, investing in yourself. You know what? It's your season. This is your season. That's why you tuned in. This is your season to flourish, to seize these opportunities and, and to and to learn how to live a victorious life it's possible if i did it you can do it you were created wonderfully made beautiful in the sight of god you just got to get up from there sitting down god can't use you sitting down you have a gift you have a talent you have a voice so start making yourself the priority decide what's best for you number two stop ignoring the trauma some of us are having trauma issues in our life from way back when. And some of us may be experiencing depression because of it and don't even realize that's what it is. Some of us have poor relationships. We can't, we can't uh, have good relationships with people. We're always falling out with somebody. We don't trust people. We put up walls and all of that stuff. This is your season. You don't have to go through that, that drama in a trauma anymore or drama. You can start putting yourself first. And moving forth and get the tools that you need so you can bounce back from a setback. Stop ignoring the trauma. But you know what? I want you to be realistic. The trauma did happen. I don't want you to say forget it because it's going to always be there. 
is something traumatic that you'll never get up, give up. But stop pretending like it didn't hurt you. Regardless of how traumatic and how devastated it has been in your life, the truth of the matter is life still goes on. You got to go on. It's some people out there want to hear your voice. Somebody needs some help. Somebody's dying and crying because of what happened to them. And you know what's happening. You know how to, to help them with the situation that they're going through because you're a survivor. You're here today. And so you can help somebody else. Number three, be authentic. Stop pretending that you got it all together. Oh, we good at that. We put on that mask and we, we, you know, we pretend like we got it all together. We get on Facebook and we share all those beautiful pictures of our family and friends and foes and know you're crying at, at home on your pillow and your pillow is wet. Learn to be comfortable in your own skin. Let me say that again. Learn to be comfortable in your own skin. Love who you are, whether you big, fat, Long hair, short hair, smart, intelligent, maybe not so intelligent. That's how God made you. And you can always better yourself. Be happy in your own skin. Be happy in your own skin. Not somebody else's. Don't be trying to be like somebody else. That's what I'm trying to say. You know why? Because don't nobody want a cheap imitation. That's why we want you to be authentic. Stop discounting yourself. Stop ignoring your God-given talents because you don't feel worthy. So what? You made a mistake. Dry your tears. Get up. It might have been terrible. You don't want nobody to know. Don't worry about it. Just ask God to forgive you. And he will. And forgive yourself. You got too much out there to be crying about, about stuff you're going through. Come on. Come on now. God determined your value before you was created. Remember that. He made you to create. Don't let anyone disvalue what God values. Let me say that again. Don't let anyone devalue you. Because God values you. You are amazing and you are a survivor. Number five, stop believing you are alone. You're not alone. Sometimes we can be in a room with, with a room full of people. I've been there, done that. But you feel so lonely. I remember when my husband finished law school, he used to take me to these nice events. And, and I, at the time, I didn't have a degree. And I used to feel so lonely in that big old room. Everybody was educated. It was talking about their law degrees. It was talking about the, the universities they went to. And, and I didn't have anybody to talk to. You know, I was just a mom with two little boys. I hadn't went to school then. And I felt like I was alone because I didn't value myself. I felt like because I didn't have the education everybody else had, I, I couldn't talk to anyone. I couldn't identify and they couldn't identify with me. So don't, 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 don't feel like that you're alone because God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And guess what? I want you to never forget this. You have an entire tribe of women here on the wisdom tips with Dr. Connie Green. In fact, type in the comments, I am not alone. Well, there you have it. I got you five wisdom tips. I hope you're blessed. 
And I hope you just enjoy what I've talked to you about today and remember your value. Don't let nobody devalue you. And I'll be dropping pearls of true wisdom next Thursday at 7 p.m. Tell somebody when the broadcast come on. I have more to talk to you about. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be teaching a whole series the rest of April on trauma. You don't want to miss it. So go on out there and live a victorious life. Remember, wisdom is the principal thing. And all that I get and get an understanding. And what did I say last? Go on out there and live a victorious life. Love you. God bless you. Goodbye. If you are a business owner or entrepreneur and you're looking for a way to share your mission, your purpose, your products and services literally with the world faster, safer and easier, making your brand accessible to millions from the comfort of your home. Well, I want to encourage you to join our Learn How to Start a Podcast and Monetize It class. Why? Is because this was designed for entrepreneurs like yourself as a platform to provide you with the knowledge in order to not only start a podcast, but successfully launch it. And then the third key, which is helping you to understand how you can monetize your podcast as you are impacting the world with good. You can also build multiple streams of income from this one podcast and share your story, mission, and purpose literally with the world. So on today, I want you to go ahead and click CoachTinaRamsey.com to join our podcast class today. You have just finished listening to Wisdom Tips with Dr. Connie Green. Make sure to tune in to her next week's episode by going to ctrmedianetwork.com, the network for podcasters. Thank you.